Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. They've... Uh been complaining for some time now about the lack of government and uh, there's no doubt that we have lack of government here in Northern Ireland. A thousand days since devolution, a thousand days since uh, since devolution was uh, suspended. And I want to speak to Esmond Burney, who's a leading economist who's been keeping a watchful economic eye on this. Um, Dr. Esmond Burney, good morning. Good morning. Uh, the cost, what has the cost been? I see a headline figure of three million pounds a month. Is that right? Yes, that's taken from the Northern Ireland budget. It's the sort of total running cost, the salaries, the administration, the electricity, whatever management of the building of keeping dormant, the, the assembly and the facilities for it uh, in being even though it's not operational but in a sense that's only the tip of the iceberg unfortunately because I think much more costly ultimately is what we're missing out from not having a fully functioning or effective regional government. We're, we're simply not keeping up to date in terms of redeveloping government policies, be it policy for energy, which I think you're dealing with in other parts of your programme, um, industrial policy reform of the health service, which is obviously very necessary and affecting so many people or the lack of reform. Um, that public spending patterns are sort of frozen where they were in 2017, so they're not being updated because there aren't ministers to do it, and it's not reasonable to expect senior civil servants to, to exercise a political function. Indeed, it wouldn't be right for them so to do. Major investment decisions aren't been taken. Um, we need literally billions of pounds to deal with the waiting list problem, potholes in the roads, and the deed to modernise the, the Northland Water Service. But those key decisions are not being made. And, and indeed, there, there are other costs which may not be immediately apparent. They may be subtle, but they're accumulating over time. And we're nearly at three years from when we last had a functioning executive. So uh, it's, it's becoming more and more pressing. Those who are protesting, and a significant number are protesting, they say that they deserve better. Do you get a sense at all from your position, and you're also someone who would have been very close to politics in the past, that they're being listened to? And that's very hard to judge because on the one hand, yes, 
uh, and you know, to, to be fair to uh, politicians of all parties, many of them are trying to do their best. Uh, but so there is public pressure. But equally, all parties obviously have their their positions, their so-called red lines, and so forth. And uh, you know, they're obviously. Um, you know, think they're reflecting what their own support base and the electorate wish. Do you get a sense at all on the issues around, particularly the issue around abortion, that there might be some sort of mini-deal in the offing before uh, next week, or is that pie in the sky? Well, my, my personal view is that I think it's a view of many people uh, and possibly even the majority of people in Northern Ireland that such sensitive and controversial issues would be much better decided in the local forum, in other words, the Assembly, rather than having legislation, as it were, imposed uh, over the heads of Northern Ireland MPs and indeed the heads of the Northern Ireland public uh, through Westminster. And I think it relates back to this other point that, that we're dealing with about the cost of not having a government. We're sort of in a bit of a vicious circle here that we, we haven't had a functioning government for some time and therefore this is encouraging the viewpoint that we should almost be taking powers away from any future storms. So, as you say, um, areas of social moral legislation like uh, abor- abortion, definition of marriage, but equally also the, you know, the hot topic at the moment in terms of, of Brexit, um, the view which has been very strongly expressed by a number of people that uh, you know, basically North Ireland should take regulations set by the European Commission and that we should have no say or no veto or accountability check on that. I think we're in a bit of a, almost, as I say, a vicious circle here. We're almost encouraging a lack of responsibility on the part of politicians, which in turn may lead to them acting less responsibly in the future and therefore make restoration of a functioning regional government less likely. Would I be too optimistic if I suggested that if a deal was to be formed around Brexit in the very near future, that then maybe the reappearance, the reemergence, the re-establishing of the executive and the assembly would be more likely. Well, it, it, it's hard to say for sure, but there certainly is that view that um, there, there's been a, a tendency. Of the part of some senior politicians to say, let's just wait to see how this thing is settled. There's no point us being up on the hill, as it were, and taking responsibility of these issues. Let's see this get passed, and then perhaps after that. So we shall see. And uh, you know, after yesterday's meeting between the two prime ministers, UK and Irish some of the impressions are a little bit more optimistic but obviously we've had many bumps up and down in in that particular political process uh, Dr. Esmond Burney, thank you very much indeed for your analysis on it this morning. Uh, Dylan Quinn is a, an activist in the field. Good morning Dylan Good morning Frank uh, Dylan, the 1000th day, uh, you're one of the we deserve better uh, team. Do you, do you get a sense that you're, you're closer to the re-establishing of an executive as there is a suggestion, just a slight hint of a suggestion that there may be some deal on Brexit? 
Um, I think the reality is we're not going to get a return to Stormont any time soon uh, because of the complexities of Brexit, but also because of, because of the inherent dysfunctionality and ineffectiveness of the system in Stormont. Uh, that does not mean that it is not important that the community comes together in order to voice their frustration at that and to keep the, the pressure on MLAs and on the political parties to actually be doing something about the lack of government. You know, even the, the lack of engagement in talks uh, demonstrates how um, how little effort they are putting into to restoring government here. So whilst we understand and appreciate the complexities of it uh, and, and, and the challenges of, of restoring that, we must as a civil society, a civic society, be more active in holding them to account for that. And I think that's what that's what we deserve better is also about is about trying to provide a platform for people to voice their frustration at that and to be continually active and understand our agency and power in doing that. So I think the reality is we have a huge amount of challenges and Brexit has has increased that enormously. Um, but we need to understand that we are we are the guardians of, of the direction of our travel here and, and, and we need to take more action in doing that. Uh, do you just get a sense of if the executive was re-established and the assembly was up and running again, it wouldn't work? Um, yes, I mean, I, I think uh, essentially it would continue to, to all of these blocks along the way because the whole the process it started the process started off with two parties essentially the SDLP and the, Union, the Ulster Unionist Party uh, coming together in in some sort of agreement in the centre and, and slowly over time what it has ended up doing is it's pulling in the the more extreme parties or the parties with more divergent views between the DUP and Sinn Féin and that that just doesn't work there's a, there's a there's a, 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 a nub at the heart of that that actually causes a problem and as an elect as a people who elect these representatives we need to also understand that if we want this to work we need to put people in place who who can make it work and whose views and opinions um, whilst might be so divergent and desiring such different things in the society can actually find a way of working together so I think the reality is there are there are major flaws in the way that Stormont works and we all know those in terms of the petition of concern and, and in terms of the way MLAs work in that and, and the lack of opposition and so there are major decisions, major issues that need to be explored and and we need people who are going to provide leadership to do that and currently those specifically those two main political parties are not demonstrating that leadership um, and we need political uh, leaders who will step out of, of uh, their ideological bind and go actually we need to create a better society in Northern Ireland and start proper conversations about how we create a, a strong and positive future for our young people here. So can we take from what you're saying that you believe the Good Friday Agreement has outlived any usefulness it may have had? No, it's not that the Good Friday Agreement has outlived any usefulness. It, I mean, I think what happens is you know, there needs to be movement in, in all of the... Um, the, the systems that were developed as part of that, that we need to understand that actually it needs to be a movable feast, it needs to be flexible in order to allow for the changes in society and the, and the, the movement that, that we require as we move forward. So it's not about going actually we chuck something out, but it's about going what are the realities now and how do we, how do we work with the structures that we have in place in order to make better, more effective structures, better, more effective forms of government. Um, I mean, if we look in the South, they are being much more effective in terms of the way um, they are using citizens' assembly to engage the community in in discourse, engage the community in some sort of deliberative democracy. Um, and we're not doing that, what we're doing. And I think Dr. Bernie kind of referred to it. It's almost like we're taking responsibility away. And, we, and the, the peace process, to some degree, did that a little bit. It took the responsibility away from people and handed it to people in the extremes. And it also, it also jumped over a whole process, a truth and reconciliation process, 
that a traumatized society, like a post-conflict society that Northern Ireland is, that we required. So there's, there are huge gaps in our process that have been left out, and we need to find a way, and we need political leaders who will actually take charge of putting them back in again and figuring out those steps so that we can, we can start to form a more functioning and effective inclusive society. Okay, the voice, Dylan, the voice of the We Deserve Better campaign on this, the 1000th day. Uh, thank you. This is the U105 phone in. Good morning. The U- Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.